Yo, what is up, you guys? Thanks for tuning in to another Fireside Talks Stories. We had last left off Toro holding Pile Moto and the child hostage, and Mando taking him out. And now we are about to meet an entirely new group. An interesting group, to say the least. <laughs> but without further ado, here we go. Mando piloted the ship to a small space station. There he found an old ally, Benzar Malik. Ran needed help with the job, and Mando needed money. Ran introduced Mando to his crew, Mayfield, Berg, Xan, and Zero. They'd be working together to free one of their teammates from a New Republic prison ship. The crew easily broke into the prison ship and looked in each cell after cell, but could not find the prisoner. They would need to go to the control room. But when they got there, they found a problem, a human guard. The ship was supposed to be staffed only by droids. The guard activated a tracker, alerting the New Republic to trouble on board. The crew had to act fast. They only had 20 minutes before the New Republic attack team arrived and blew up the ship. They quickly made their way to their teammates' cell, fighting security droids on the way. There, they found Quinn, Zan's father. The crew released Quinn, but they were not so generous to the Mandalorian. They shoved him into Quinn's cell and locked him inside. Mando lured over a security droid and used it to open his cell. Then he raced back to his ship and flew off, leaving everyone but Quinn behind. He needed Quinn so he can get the reward. Mando delivered Quinn to Raznar on the spaceship. But as Mando flew away, Quinn found the tracker from the prison ship in his pocket. The Mandalorian had planted it on him. The New Republic attack ships followed the tracker and blew up Rand's space station. Mando knew that he could not keep running. The only way to keep the child safe for good was to get rid of the client. He made a deal with Grief Karga, then asked Cara Dune for help, and she agreed. And together they traveled to Arbella 7. When they arrived, Mando found Khalil with IG-11, the droid that had been programmed to kill the child. Khalil had reprogrammed IG-11 to be a nurse droid, and IG-11 vowed to protect the child. Mando explained that he needed Khalil to care for the child while the others dealt with the client, and Khalil agreed, and the group flew to Nevero. Grief and his men were waiting when they arrived. As the group traveled together to meet the client, they were attacked by fierce beasts. Mando and his friends defeated the creatures, but Grief was badly injured in the battle. As Kara and Mando tended to Grief, the child approached. He put a tiny hand on Grief, and with great concentration, he began to heal the man. Kara, Grief, and Khalil watched, stunned. They realized that the Mandalorian was right. The child had to be protected at all costs. The next morning, two Grief's men tried to turn on them, but Grief killed them first. 
The plan was to kill you and take the kid, he confessed to Mando. But after what happened last night, I couldn't go through with it. The Mandalorian decided to send Khalil and the child back to the Razorcrest, where the IG-11 waited. The Mando, Grief, and Kara left to meet the client. They made the client think they had the child with them. He was eager to see the child again. But just as he was about to discover the child was not there, the room exploded with blaster fire and the client fell to the ground. The client superior, Mouth Gideon, had arrived with an army of stormtroopers. Gideon offered Mando an ultimatum, give him the child or die. Elsewhere, Moff Gideon's scout troopers had gotten to Khalil before he reached the Razorcrest. And he had been killed. The child had been taken. But IG-11 had been true to the new programming. The droid had gotten the child back, protecting him at any cost. Now it was taking the child to Mando. The droid and the child zoomed into town on a speeder bike. At last, IG-11 arrived with the child. Mando, Kara, and Grief raced outside while IG-11 fought the stormtroopers. They tried to help IG-11, but Mando was injured in the battle. They retreated back inside the building. IG-11 set to work opening a grate that led to the sewers and freedom. But before they could escape, Moff Gideon's incinerator troops entered with a flamethrower. Fire filled the air. The child stepped forward, raising his hand. He forced the flames out of the room and back onto the troopers. The way was clear, but Mando was too injured to move. While the others went on, he and IG-11 stayed behind. IG-11 removed Mando's helmet and treated his wounds. Once Mando could walk, he and IG-11 followed the others into the sewer. Soon the group found the way to the armorer. All around her lay pieces of Mandalorian armor. The Mandalorians had been hunted by the Empire for helping Mando. The armorer asked to see the child. By creed it is in your care, the armorer told Mando. Until it is of age or reunited with its own kind, you are its father. The armorer gave the Mandalorian a jetpack and a special signet on his armor. Then she pointed the group toward the lava river. They followed the armorer's directions and found a boat waiting on the lava river. The group climbed aboard and made their way downstream. Just outside the sewer tunnel, Mando saw an army of stormtroopers waiting for them. There was no way out. IG-11 stepped forward. I will eliminate the enemy, he said. The droid walked into the lava river and made its way toward the waiting stormtroopers. Manufacturer's protocol dictates that I cannot be captured, IG-11 said. When it reached the stormtroopers, I must be destroyed. IG-11 activated its self-destruct function and blew itself up along with the stormtroopers. As the boat moved into the sunlight, the Mandalorian saw that all the stormtroopers had been defeated. IG-11 had saved them. 
Suddenly there was a loud noise overhead. It was Moff Gideon in an Imperial TIE fighter. He started firing on Mando and his friends. Firing up his drag pack, Mando flew into the air. He landed on top of the TIE fighter and planted an explosive charge. The charge blew and the TIE spiraled out of control, crashing into the ground. With Moff Gideon and the client gone, the child was at last safe. But Mando's journey with him was only just beginning. He needed to find the child's family and return him home. Take care of this little one, Kara said. Or maybe, Grief added, it'll take care of you. Mando nodded and activated the chip back. It was time to go. He and the child shot into the air. Not far away, Jawas gathered around the fallen TIE fighter to strip it for parts. Suddenly, a blade cut through the other side of the ship. Out stepped Moff Gideon, wielding the dark saber, a legendary black lightsaber. Gideon looked out over the remains of his ship. Mando was gone, but Gideon would find him. On board the Razor Crest, Mando looked at the child, who was holding something in his hand. It was a necklace. The Mandalorian's necklace. Mando had given it to Kara when he was injured and thought he would not survive. I didn't think I was going to see this again, Mando said. Then giving it back to the child, he added, Why don't you hang on to that? And with that, Mando lifted off. He had a galaxy to explore and a child to return to his family. This is the way. And with that, guys, that wraps up Volume 1 of The Mandalorian. But thank you guys so much for joining in. Um, the next book that I'm hoping to be reading to you is Battle for Wakanda. That's right. We're bringing it back to D'Challa. The one, the only, Chad Bozeman represent man he was he was awesome man he was an awesome awesome t'challa loved the guy loved him and t'challa as a character um in the comics and everything such an awesome character but anyways we're gonna be bringing it back to the good old days right there man so <laughs> be prepared for that thank you guys so much i appreciate you guys remember you guys are children of god fearfully and wonderfully made and i shall see you guys in the next one Peace out.